From Hollywood, the Johnny Carson Show. With Laurie Carroll, Peter Hanley, Glenn Turnbull, Hank Sims, Cal Gooden and the orchestra, and starring Johnny Carson. Good morning. I shouldn't say that again, should I? Good afternoon in New York and wherever you happen to be today. On this holiday, Memorial Day, we're very happy that you, uh, you dropped in and spent a little time with us. We've probably got a, a lot of people who haven't seen our show yet. Husbands who work and kids who are home from school. Um, because we're on in the daytime and we're happy that uh, you stopped in to spend a half hour with us. I have one headline that was in the paper. This is more or less concerned out here with Los Angeles. Last night, right here in Hollywood, that's where we do the show in Hollywood, they had what they call a sonic boom. Did any of you folks in the studio notice that last night? Now, for you folks who don't live around where they have jet planes, a sonic boom is what they call where the plane dives through the air faster than the speed of sound, and as it pulls out, there's a big air pressure thing created, and it, it causes a big boom. And it blew windows out of homes around here and shook people out of bed on the floor. <laughs> you fell out of bed? Oh, oh. Uh-huh. You fell off the couch? <laughs> well, have a victim right here. But actually, I'm going to reveal the truth this morning. That was not a sonic boom. You see, people, the police are suppressing evidence right here in Los Angeles. But all that was last night, it was thousands of Los Angeles motorists celebrating the 12th straight day with no smog. <laughs> and they were so happy because due to the good visibility, they could back up and take a run, a run at all the targets they'd missed before. <laughs> you see, when I said good morning, actually this morning out here in California, of course, 11 o'clock right now, which means that our cast right over here, the gang has to get up. We're down here about 8 o'clock in the morning. Have you met our cast before? There they are. Good morning, group. Good morning. <laughs> Try that again. Good, Good morning. morning, sir. I don't think there was a heart in it. There was yesterday. No, uh, getting up in the morning is, 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 a lot of people have trouble. I just wondered if anybody has trouble getting up like I do in the morning. Hmm? Huh? And I do. Again. Really? What's your problem? Just, uh, just can't get up in the morning. You know, my, you know, I've got three alarm clocks at home. Yeah. They're named Kit, Ricky, and Corey. <laughs> <laughs> and believe me, they get, they, they get you up. Actually, living in California, back in the Midwest where I uh, was from, I lived in a rather small town. And to get up in the morning, they devised in this town, they had a curfew bell that rang at 8 o'clock at night. And they tried it a few nights, and they had all kinds of protests, and they had to repeal the ordinance because the bell was waking so many people up. <laughs> it was 8 o'clock at night, you see, and people, well, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, a, uh, kind of a Midwestern joke anyway. I got an idea. Tomorrow morning, you send over your three boys. I don't have any I'll be happy to. <laughs> you can have them, too. Hank, how about you? Do you have any trouble getting up in the morning? I really don't, John, because I'm up at uh, 5 in the morning, and... Uh, Oh, do a bunch of setting up exercise, you know, and take a little dip in the pool and play nine holes of golf, really. You do all this uh, after you get up? No, 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 before I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I asked. Peter, do you have any trouble at all? No, I've got nothing against mornings. Yeah. The only thing that I, I do have against them is that uh, they start so early in the day. <laughs> you got a point. Laurie? 
Well, mm. I don't have any You look all, you always look fresh in the morning anyway. I wondered how you well, do I it. Just, I just pop out of bed at quarter of eight and get in the car, and I'm here at eight o'clock. Very easy. It's that easy, huh? Mm. How come? Well, I just get out, get in the car, and come on over. Don't worry about breakfast. You don't have any breakfast in the morning? Well, I really do, but you see, I'm very careful about that. A singer should always eat breakfast, so I eat it at night just before I go to bed. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> I was speaking to the kids a minute ago about being alarm clocks in the morning. I have the three little boys, and of course, they get a chance to walk today, uh, watch the show, because two of them go to school. And we were talking the other night, and those of you who have youngsters know, they say, what did you do before television? It's a fact, you know, that they watch television quite a bit. And uh, I remember once asking my grandmother what they did, you know, before radio. And uh, in those days, they didn't have jukeboxes or things kids have now or television. And in those days, it was kindly, uh, strictly self-entertainment in the parlor. And they used to have what they call, maybe some of you people remember, riddle parties, that they call. They'd sit around and they'd just do the old-fashioned riddles. And uh, they just passed the time by exchanging wits. And usually the solution to these riddles was a, was a play on words. And you had to try to solve them, you see. Now, we've come up with some of these today. And in the old days, lots of these riddles were on uh, uh, biblical subjects first. For example, I'd like to give you a couple of examples of the riddles, and then we'll see what we can do. For example, here was one of the old-time old riddles. At what time of day was Adam born? You see, the answer is a little before Eve. <laughs> you see, you get the idea how it works? Here's another one. It says, what is it that which Adam never saw, never possessed, yet left two to each of his children? Parents. <laughs> Look, you got in free, you know. <laughs> well, these are the way these old-time riddles go. Now, they sound kind of corny now, but this is uh, what people used to do. Here's one here. What animal is it which in the morning goes on four feet, at noon on two, and in the evening on three? The answer is man, who in childhood creeps on all fours, and manhood walks erect, and in old age walks with the aid of a cane. Now, those are the old-time riddle parties, and we were talking about it the other day, and everybody on the show agreed to come in with one or some kind of a riddle of that vintage. Who wants to start it off? Pete? All right. How many young ladies does it take to reach from New York to Philadelphia? <laughs> I don't know how many. 100, because a miss is as good as a mile. <laughs> All right, who wants to, uh, wants to try it again? I Do got a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> when is a sailor not a sailor? All right, when is a sailor not a sailor? When he's a boy. How about that? Uh-huh. <laughs> you think that's bad? I got another one. Why is it impossible to starve on the Mojave Desert? All right, why is it impossible to starve on the Mojave Desert? Because of all the sand which is there. <laughs> <laughs> I got one, John. <laughs> you kind of, you kind of like that one, don't you? Uh, you've got one hand? Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, I made this one up when you uh, said to come up with one. Thought it up right out of my own head. Yeah, is it hard? I mean, the you, you yeah. <laughs> uh, Your social life would be a total loss without the letter R. Why? I don't know why. You tell us. Because without the letter R, all of your friends would be fiends. 
You're getting moons this morning. <laughs> ah. No, I think I don't think they did bad, don't you? Those weren't bad at all. You, you got one? I Excuse me, Laurie. One, and it's one of the biblical ones. All right. Why wasn't Eve worried about catching the measles? Why? Why wasn't she because worried? Because she already had them. <laughs> they're turning against us, you know that, don't you? They're, they're marching right down. Uh, but uh, here's a riddle that is centuries old that somebody gave me. I haven't been able to track down the answer to this. It goes like this. What we caught, we threw away, and what we could not catch, we kept. What was it? They didn't give me the answer. <laughs> I didn't get the answer. <laughs> What we caught, we threw away, and what we could not catch, we kept. What was it? Anybody know the answer to that one? Coal fish? Juice? It, no. What we caught, we threw away, and what we could not catch, we kept. I don't really, I don't have the answer. If anybody knows, let us know. We'll be back in just a couple of seconds, so don't go away. The Johnny Carson Show. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back to the second half of our show. You know, being Memorial Day, as I mentioned as we started the show, we have a lot of folks watching who don't see our show in the daytime, like husbands, for example, are home today, and they probably wonder what their wife does during the daytime. So if you fellows are watching the show and your wife is watching the show. Now you know what she does during the daytime, and you can take appropriate action. <laughs> of course, on uh, any holiday, like Memorial Day, the relatives come to visit, which is fine. And I always feel kind of sorry for somebody who has just had the baby, and all the relatives show up to admire the baby. You know what I mean? They start saying, oh, he looks just like Uncle so-and-so, and he's got uh, Aunt so-and-so's eyes. And uh, as a matter of fact, we have a little poem today called Poor Little Newborn Baby that I thought you might get a kick out of. It says, poor little newborn baby, there's nothing you can do. With all your doting relatives, you just can't look like you. You've got your mommy's dimples, your Uncle David's chin, your cousin Mary's elbows, and your Auntie Selma's skin. You've got your daddy's kneecaps, you've hair like grandma's niece. Were you born or just assembled? Did you get here in one piece? <laughs> no wonder you keep crying. No wonder that you groan. Poor little newborn baby. You've got nothing of your own. <laughs> good, isn't it? That expresses it pretty well. You know, today, being Memorial Day, back in Indianapolis, of course, is the 40, 41st, I think, or 42nd, running of the Indianapolis Classic, Memorial on the Speedway back there. And they're not going to televise that today. So nobody gets, I think it's already in progress back there now, isn't it, Hank? Started out here at 9 o'clock on the, on the Pacific Coast. But today, in lieu, of that race, we have brought you a race of our own. It doesn't have the excitement, but I think it has a lot more heart to it. <laughs> we actually are going to have a derby today because up in Colinga, California, every year, and this year they had the 20th California Horn Toad Derby. That's right, believe it or not, here is the racing form right here. I was, that's what it says, racing form, and it was held this one this year was held uh, Saturday on April the 7th, 1956. And I was just looking over at his. Look at some of these names. Rexall Flash, Power Club Special. These are all horned toads, by the way. 
This is the 20th California Horn, horn <laughs> Toad Derby. Here's one that's been scratched here. <laughs> and I, I wanted, you, wanted you to meet a gentleman who knows a little more about this, who is Mr. Floyd Howe, the secretary manager of the Colinga Chamber of Commerce. Mr. Howe, nice to have you here today. Now, Floyd, tell us a little bit about this Horn Toad Derby. You actually held one last uh, April the 7th, right? Yes, we held it this year, uh, Johnny, on the occasion of Kalinga's golden anniversary. We had a uh -huh. golden anniversary celebration in our 20th Horn Toad Derby. How did this originally come about? Well, it seems back in about 1933, they first started at a gathering up in the hills at a, at a picnic, and they had some races, but they used some hop toads. Hop toads? But... Uh, in 1935, uh, the American Legion held a special program in Warthen Canyon at our picnic grounds to raise some funds to send a Boy Scout to uh, a uh, jamboree in Washington, yeah. D.C. And George Mulch and uh, other members, that was the first, my first experience in 35 with the actual racing of horn toads. And from then on, uh, since 1937, I've had something to do with it. We brought it to town and had our celebration centered around the racing of horned toads as, as an entertainment feature each year. Do uh, these uh, little horned toads, are they, to uh, what do you call them? Are they lizards actually or what are they? They actually are not toads. They actually yeah. belong to the lizard family. Do they yeah. make pets? Can you make a pet out of them? Oh yes, they're uh, uh, very easily to make uh, pets out of. Yeah. They, uh, they have to watch them. They have a habit that if they get mad at you, you know, they might squirt little blood out of the corner of their eye at you. But oh, that's nice. <laughs> have around the house. And, um, uh, of course, you can kind of stroke them on the head a little bit, and they'll calm right down. You kids can work the same way. You stroke them on the head, you can calm them down. <laughs> like that. Do they have? Do they know their names and have a personality at all? I mean, to that extent? Well, uh, not to a great extent. I mean, uh -huh. to be known by names. I mean, uh, especially the names that they're known as. If you read the racing program, well, the racing form here. Now I noticed this year the winner. Where is the winner this year? Who won this? Uh, the last one. Oh, Tuxedo was the grand champion this year. That's the name of the of the toad, huh? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he was a well-dressed huh? boy. That, that toad was. And you brought some of these uh, horned toads, and we are actually going to have a race down here today, right? Yes. Uh, uh, through the invitation of uh, Johnny Carson and uh, this show, we are going to have a special special Johnny Carson special race today. Now, we might change the rules slightly. On our derby, we run from the center of a circle to, to the outside. Uh -huh. But for this special race today, so that uh, the viewers will have a better knowledge of horn toad lore, shall we say. All right, let's say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll run, a, we'll uh, run a, a kind of a straight pattern race. I think we've set up something that everyone will enjoy. Shall we go over to the track? Let's go. All righty. <laughs> over to the track. track friends. Oh, excuse me, who is this? Johnny right Carson, I'd like for you to meet the Queen Marjorie Hancock of this year's Golden Anniversary and Horn Toad Derby. Hi, Marjorie. <laughs> How does one get selected to be the Queen? Uh, the toads vote or what? I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> no, we sold tickets to the barbecue. We had a big barbecue. And a I hate to ask you what you Not eat. barbecued horn toads. Uh -huh. No. No, me. Oh, boy. I see. Gee, and you, uh, you sell the tickets, and then you come out to the meet and uh, represent the, uh, the queen of the meet, uh -huh. huh? But do you like, uh, I mean, you've been with these things. How do you like horns? Mm. 
I think you got the wrong queen here. <laughs> and you have another gentleman here we want to meet who is the, uh, who owns the winner, right? Yes, we'll have Gary come on in. All I'd right. like for you to meet Gary. Fine. Margie, thanks for being with us today. Thank and you. I'll see you at the next toad meet. <laughs> Hi, Gary. This is Gary Jordan, the owner and trainer of uh, Tuxedo, Tuxedo, the world champion horn toad for 1956. There's <laughs> This is entered by Gary's Men's Store. Right. How, how did you happen to get a hold of this little uh, toy? Well, uh, I was taking inventory one day there at the store, and uh, in amongst some shirts was this horn toad. And so I uh, chased him around the store on my hands and knees for about five minutes, and uh, I thought a toad that, that, that was that hard to catch would certainly win the race. What was the time on this, to this toad this year? I know? think it was 7.8 seconds. 7.8 mm -hmm. seconds. Now, what we want to do how, do, how do you how do you train them to race? Do you, is there anything special you do to, to get them to go? You well, talk to uh, them. Uh, yes. You know, people, you when, when they go to a racetrack, they stand and they scream and they yell. Does this do any good <laughs> at all? No, I think, uh, I think you can warm them up before the race. They run much better when they're warm. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> now, how many toads do we have here today? We've got... Uh, well, they got numbers on the back, and I've, I've got one with my name on it here. Yes, that's right. This is from uh, uh, Gary's uh, trained stable of uh, fine horn toads that he has, and we have a special one today with uh, Johnny Carson's name on that, and he's going to compete. He's the challenger right. today for this derby. Would you like to hold him? You see, I got the name, right? No, these are very, very gentle. They don't, uh, they don't hurt you at all. See, he's got the name on the back there, right there. <laughs> Says in case of emergency, call. <laughs> <laughs> now I tell you what. I tell you the way we'll do this. We'll assign uh, a toad to Lori. Have you ever been assigned to a toad? <laughs> what number would you like? We have five. number five. Number five. Lori wants number five. Yes. Okay. Number five. There you are. Lori, number five. Number five. Glenn, what uh, what number do you Hello, want? Six, three, number one. six looks number like a live six one. Six looks like a live one. Number six. All right, okay. we'll just read number three. three okay. Now, Johnny, you have yours now. I've got mine here. All right. Okay. Now, what do we do now? Well, on this special occasion, I think probably we should line you people up, and uh -huh. so that we can get a good view of this race. What do they have to do? Go through and the little we'll gate. And we'll ask you to see who can to get the toad through that gate over there, or the barricade first, and that will be declared the winner for this special race. All right. All right. Now okay. let me get. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm just talking to him. Pepping <laughs> him up a little. I, I'm going to demand a saliva test right after the race. Uh, all right, are you, are you all set now? All set. And no fudging now. No, no fudging. And no, I'm not fudging. I'm littler than you. All right. All right. On your mark. Whatever you do, don't look back. On your mark. Ready? Get set. Go. Go. Come on. I got a factory second toad here. <laughs> uh, 
Sure, now look at him go. Let yeah. him go. Come on, fast, come on. In the wrong direction. Go this way. Holy Toledo. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Howe, thank you so much for coming up and bringing the, uh, bringing the toads, even though you brought me one that didn't cooperate. It was a pleasure, Johnny. I want to thank you and the show for your wonderful hospitality. Oh, we enjoyed it very much. Thank you. We had a lot of fun. Thanks, Mr. Howe. Are we that short of time, bud? Oh, guys, we ran out of time today. Well, we hope you had a nice time this Memorial Day. Have your friends and family with you. And thank you very much, and we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.